And here's your host, Ignite Coach, number one best-selling author, autism mom expert, and thought leader, Dr. Allie Griffith. What's up? What's up? What is up? And welcome to the Dr. Allie Griffith Show, Mindset, Meditation, and Motivation. Once again, y'all know what I'm going to say. We're in for a special treat because I only bring special treats to my amazing listeners and watchers um, and viewers, I should say. I don't know why I call y'all watchers, but viewers, but y'all probably watching too. Uh, today we have ex-trauma therapist, life coach, amazing mom. She's a autism coach and strategist. Her name is Dr. April J. Lisbon. Lisbon. I just love saying Lisbon. I know it's Lisbon, but I'm going to say Lisbon, like if I have a nice, cool accent. Um, she has her EDD with 20 years of experience working as a school psychologist. She is a parent of a child with autism. And this week or this uh, set of listenings you're going to be following is just a week that I've dedicated to. I like to say my superheroes and super heroes out there that I felt just had special messages for you to listen to. Whether you're a child or whether you're a parent with on the autism spectrum or if you're just a family member and or if you're just also support squad. This is information that we all can get. So definitely take this week, take this information and pass it along. April, Dr. April believes in helping families of autistic children, um, other and other neurodiverse learners to identify, to clarify and to share their stories without guilt or shame. She strongly believes that by giving families their voices back, that they now have the power to shift the course of their destinies. She continues to lead a life that inspires others. She has appeared on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. She's been seen in the Washington Post, NBC, Autism Parenting Magazine, the Today Show, and more, and more, and more. And she's also authored three books that are geared towards raising families with children on the autism spectrum. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people out there that are just listening, welcome to the show, uh, Dr. April Listbone. And just let me know if I'm pronouncing it right, if I'm pronouncing it incorrect. Just school of girls so I can make sure I'm not butchering it up completely. Absolutely. It's pronounced Lisbon like the capital of Portugal. Oh, man. See, I was trying to add a little twang. I think you're trying to be fancy. Love it. I know. I know. Well, you know, I'm with my Caribbean background, and even as a speech pathologist, it's always been something for me to try and work on pronunciation, and I know sometimes I overpronunciate things, and then sometimes I just have fun with it. But when it comes to people's names, the least I could do is get, get it right. So I'm going to just say Doc April, Dr. April, because mm-hmm. we kind of know each other like that, and I want you to know her like that. So tell me, what was it that happened in your life that made you decide, and we're doing nice, quick, uh, straight-to-the-point answers so that our listeners out there that got ADHD like me can stay following, right? So what was it in your life? What thing that happened in your life that snapped you back into, I need to help these children find their voices? Where did it come from or what kind of motivated you to help to amplify uh, children on the, on the spectrum and their voices? Absolutely. So where I got motivated was when my son was actually bullied in seventh grade in middle school, where no one would listen to him that he was being bullied in school. I tried my hardest to um, ensure that the school was made aware of it, and they still didn't believe him. 
And so that created so much anxiety in him. He actually had an emotional breakdown. He was hospitalized in a psychiatric ward. And I felt like if they had listened to him the first time, that the subsequent bullying where they finally saw him being punched on the school bus may not have ever happened. And so from there, I felt like, you know what, it's it's about time for our autistic children to get their voices so that they are heard within their communities so that people start taking them seriously. Boom, 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 boom. I love it. I love the fact that, well, I don't like the fact that you had to get it through a trauma, but most of our strengths are found through traumas. And especially as Zachary's now 13 and he's now getting into a world where he has to stand up for himself and speak out for himself. What I can tell you personally is that you are needed and that other parents out there that are listening need your encouragement, need your tips, tools, and strategies, and just need you to help us to um, feel like uh, we can do it and how we can do it. So what would you tell a parent who's just like me, who has a student that's now in junior high school, they're starting to realize that they're kind of different. Um, how do they show up as themselves and how do they make sure that they hold on to their voices? You know, what? one of the things that I had to learn how to do was to listen to my son's voice. And what I mean by that is that I had to get to a point in life where he had to tell me, mom, be quiet. And that was hard for me because I, first of all, I like to talk, but I've been his advocate for so many years that for him to tell me that I need you to be quiet was hard for me. And it came through a point where he didn't want me to help him with his schoolwork. And I was in my feelings. I'm going to be honest with you. I was in my feelings. I felt like, first of all, you don't know me like that. (laughs) And second of all, who do you think you are? I've been fighting for you for so many years. And so when I finally heard him, And I heard his voice. I said, okay, I'm going to give you this space to show what you can do. And if you need me, just know I'll be there to support you. And so by allowing him to tell me no, which was hard as a mom, but by allowing him to tell me no, allow me this space, that then gave him the fight and the power to want to advocate for himself. So the first thing that I had to learn to do was to listen. And like I said before, for someone who was always talking and advocating and fighting for him, that was kind of hard for me to do. But I'm, I'm thankful that I did it because by doing it, he then became his greatest voice and he became his greatest ally. So I hope you all hear that out there. All you autism moms, uh, aunties, grandpas and family members. Uh, I like to call you all uh, the autism aunties and uncles. Um, we got to close our mouths. And I I raised, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see me raising both hands up because, uh, as you guys know, as a speech pathologist, as a coach, I'm, I'm staying talking. And Zachary was like, okay, ma, that's enough. I got this. Let me do it. And to watch him really unfold into that world where he's really becoming independent and being there as a source when they need us, right? Um, what I also like to add on to that is, uh, you know, be, being a good listener and or helping to pre-plan situations. So specifically this year, I asked um, his speech therapist and his guidance counselor, can you do more role play with him with how to respond during certain situations so that he can start learning um, because our kids need routine and they need uh, consistency and repetition, how to respond when something you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. We live pretty shaded. We live a shaded world. You know, we come home. He's with me or he's with people that he knows. And when you get to junior high school, especially in Brooklyn, New York, and he's in a regular junior high school, 
you know, they're noticing little quirks. So helping him to respond during those ways. So role playing and, and, and act and doing some activities where they can, um, practice are some other ways in addition to most importantly, like Doc says, listening. We got to be able to listen and be their source. Um, how do you motivate uh, a child or a parent when they feel like they've lost all, all, all of their, their, their strength? In, in advocating anymore and standing up when so much of the world sometimes are, are on their or in their faces or making them feel um, less worthy. How do you help them through that? How can we help them through that? Oh, absolutely. So one of the things that um, I had to learn to do was more sort of a mindset shift and reminding myself that I don't have to be perfect in this process. And I think once I release myself from the perfectionism of getting it right, um, that opened up the door for me to finally be able to say, okay, April, let's take one day at a time. How can you support your son one day at a time? How can you support yourself one day at a time? And that went back to self-care, you know, um, throwing away the negative self-talk, throwing away the guilt, you know, of things that I can't control because I can't control what people are going to say or what they're going to do when it comes to my son. The only person who I can control is myself and how I respond to my son. So one of the things I had to learn to do was be mindful of how I engage in my conversations with him, you know, shifting my own language, looking at his body cues to see how the language that I'm utilizing is impacting him. Is it helping him? Does he feel supported? Um, is that hard? Absolutely. Because my job um, for so many years has been his superhero. It's always been my job to save the world for him. And so sometimes that can become draining. And so in that process, like I tell people, it, it comes down to you taking care of yourself, being um, being honest with yourself and being gracious with yourself and saying that it's OK if I don't get this process right. It's OK if I don't say these words correctly, but I'm not going to quit on you. I'm not going to give up on you and I'm not going to give up on myself or this relationship. I love it. I love it. So uh, based on what you're saying, and, and I just want to make sure our listeners out there, our viewers out there are getting Getting the, the, the juice of what you're saying is we got to have that mindset shift with our own selves. We got to do some of the work within ourselves. Our kids out there, they're watching us. They're seeing how are we responding to certain things. And with that, um, they're watching to see how we respond. And, and, and they're feeling that, that, you know, when we feel more like this, and then the best way to describe it is when we feel more on, on edge. And yes. we are more fearful of what others would say. And I'll be such a huge uh, judgment of that because I was so nervous with what others would think of Zachary, why I didn't show him initially. I remember my coach telling me to put his his picture on the cover of the book or to tell the world and show the world what we're going through. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? No, I'm not ready for that. I don't want no one to judge my kid. I don't want anyone to laugh at my child. If I could throw a bubble around him, I certainly would. Um, so learning that that we are the ones that get to really model and shape their ways will will really give them their true voices. Now, um, having a conversation with Dr. April, for any of you that are just pop passing through, she is a licensed uh, psychotherapist. Psychologist. Psychologist. Thank you. Yeah. Psychologist. And um, she's out here in the street. She's in she's working in schools. Uh, we're at a time now. And when, when you listen to this, we're really doing this for during the time we're home. So uh, a lot of us parents were dealing with this new normal, temporary new normal. A lot, a lot of schools have been closed. So how are we helping our kids 
to maintain their voices through this process. Like right now, they don't have much control over where school is, what school is going on, whether they got to jump online, jump on a conversation. Every time we turn, Zachary has a whole list of school things he has to get done. Where is his voice and how can he maintain his voice of being an independent person or being himself through this process that's been thrown on us? Yes, yes. So one of the things that I have done was um, with my son is I allowed him to create his own schedule. You know, but it's no different than if you were actually in class. What has shifted is that you're creating your your own schedule. So now you give your schedule voice. So he's created the time, his wake up time, his breakfast time, when he's going to start his first class. Um, you know, he we set where he only works for thirty minutes, and he gets he gets as Love much it. done as he can within the thirty minute break. Mm-hmm. And then whatever he can't get done, then we move it to the afternoon shift. And it has been very helpful for him because he doesn't feel overwhelmed. I think when he was in school, he felt like he was competing against the other students, and that time wow. component was hard for him. Now that that pressure is off of him, and he now knows that he's learning to see his strengths, and it's like, oh my gosh, mom, I really can do it. And I'm like, yeah, you remember all those prompts I was, the praise I was telling you that you have the ability to do it. He's like, yeah, now I really see what you mean. I really can do it, you know. And, and just and just watching him blossom, and and just seeing how you know he's able to do the work himself. He's even asking me for support, which you know, as moms, <laughs> being the teachers and some of that nature, that was like an ex. But now that he doesn't have his teacher, he's not asking me for help. And if I don't know, you know, we find ways together to to get the information. Exactly. I don't know. I got hit with some algebraic expressions with this boy. (laughs) I don't do the math. But I, that it, and I love math, and y'all saw me post this on Facebook for those of you out there that are following, and for those that are catching this live. I just wanted to reiterate reiterate how are we how are we going through this process, this new normal with our kids on the spectrum. I'm doing an interview with Doc April today. Just, um, just well, I'm actually doing a, a series with autism superheroes and heroes that are out here just sharing some information for our listeners to see what they can incorporate at home and include at home. One of the key things was. Uh, that Doc that April just mentioned is making sure that they are part of the scheduling process, making sure that they're involved, making sure that when you're there, you're encouraging them along the way. Now, there's the good and the bad and the ugly of this whole process. And you definitely highlighted some of the good. And the good is us as parents, this is time I have not ever had to spend with Zachary in terms of the length of depth in his schoolwork that we're doing now. So it's really interesting and it's kind of fun in some ways and it can be scary in other ways. But through this process, like you're saying, making sure that they keep maintain their voice, making sure they maintain their independence and making sure that they entertain who they are. Um, Like some of our parents are saying, this has been a learning curve for all of us. So the more we're at ease, and this goes back to mindset, which is what you were saying initially, the more we're at ease, the more we are gracing through this process, um, it helps them to shift into the process and empower them. Give them a time schedule where it's not ongoing, 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 but they get to choose on, they get to choose off times, they get to choose on. Zachary now knows pretty much his schedule. He'll let me know when he's ready to do math, when he's ready to do reading. Working that around my new schedule with work and, and, you know, it's just been interesting at the beginning and the interesting was not a good interesting at the beginning. I was really pulling my hair because it was this new normal of balancing all these things without losing um, Zachary and I relationship. So I love some of the things that you're saying. So. 
as we're as we're winding down, and this is really a quick a, a really quick podcast because we know if our parents are ADHD like me, um, and people that are listening ADHD like me, I'm hoping you're getting the main points, and we'll definitely have it in the show notes below where you'll also have access to Dr. April, her books that she has out, and ways that you can get in touch with her. I want to make sure that you're listening out there have access to resources. I'm not the only resource, and who you see out there are not the only resources. There's a lot of us in this game, a lot of professionals out here that want to share information and want to be a resource to you as you need. So there'll be our information that's below. And here is my number one question. If you're watching my podcast, if you listen to my podcast, you know I always ask this question. What do you do for your own self-care, for your meditation, for your mindset work, for your quiet time? What do you do so another parent out there can try that and incorporate that into their self-care? You know, one of the things that I've really been very consistent with is listening to meditation music, um, specifically the chakras. Um, So when I am at a point where I'm anxious, I will find meditation music that addresses anxiety. And I am very intentional with that. My kids know, including my son who's on the spectrum, when mommy is when mommy is listening to her meditation music, that's a time for her to become centered, to be to become grounded. And to ensure that she's not like, (laughs) they see the difference, (laughs) the marked difference. And so initially when I would do it, they thought I was a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs until they saw how calm I was when I came out. And they were like, oh, now they're able to recognize and they can sense, especially my kids on the spectrum. Mom, you need a little help. Can you go get grounded again? As one of her coaches that have worked (laughs) with her from the beginning, I have seen a metamorphosis with you with the meditation, um, how you're more and and I know a lot of you guys initially thought like, okay, this Dr. Ali, she off the bonkers with this. And I knew you had it in you and you were doing it before. But I remember the calls we had when you're like, I don't even know how you do it. Like, how are you seeming so calm when you're talking to people? And, you know, thank you for being a listener for Autism Motivation, because on her LinkedIn page, which will post that link, she's super duper um, active in LinkedIn. She always would repost the all all motivation moments, which are my moments of when we can squeeze in meditation. Sometimes it's never at home. Sometimes it's anywhere you can fit it in. It's those moments when you just need five, 10 minutes of just Zen and not but whatever is your meditation moment and me walking you through it and I appreciate your support through that process um one of the key things that she mentioned is that when she began to do it her kids noticed the difference in her so as we begin to incorporate meditation into our household and it's not only with us like Zachary is key I mean he's a kid that has no seen his mom doing meditation from the beginning of, of, of time so he a when he feels that he's out of sorts he would say, okay, mom, I need some meditation moments. When he's going to sleep and he feels he cannot sleep, he'll ask me to put on his meditation music. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I tell parents that sometimes just have it playing in the atmosphere, just in the background, in the room, you will notice a shift in your children's movement, actions, and behavior by just having it. But it's different for everyone. So I'm not telling you this is the means all. But this is definitely a way. And thank you, Dr. April, for sharing your meditation practices and the things that you are doing at home. Guys, as you're listening out there, um, you know, this week is all about some things that we can do at home with our kids, with the new dynamics, with the changes. Um, It poured into my spirit amidst my crazy schedule, as you're hearing wonderful New York in the background. And I love it when I always say my, my, my New York music is here. 
is when you hear that that siren. And, and throughout this whole process, um, something just came to me that we need to talk to our autism parents. So even though the Dr. Ali Griffith um, show podcast has been geared more towards my mompreneurs, fam um, squad, people out there that want to start businesses, um, it was imperative that I did it this week and that I made sure I give you guys access to what you need. Because if I need it and I knew I needed it, I was like, Dad, they got to be another mom out there that needs it too. So I literally just went on my autism mom's page and my acceptance page. And I just said, who would like to share some information with some listeners? Um, part of what was important to me was building my platform first. I didn't want to bring you guys in and use your voices when we didn't have as many listeners. Now we're over 6,000 downloads deep. Now we're one year in. Now it's up to us to now spread this out there and let others know. Now we got to use our platform. Now we got to make sure our kids have voices. You have voices. We have voices. To just use what we have. You know, me is my crazy zaniness, this fire inside of me, this, this ability to cut short things and make things happen. Doc April is here. She has her experience as a, as a psychologist, working with kids, working with families, and other amazing things. We can't even limit her. But she's out here and we're, and we're, we want to make sure that if you need us, the resources are here. In the show notes, in um, in whatever you watch it, whether you're listening it on the podcast, whether you're watching it on YouTube, you're going to be able to get that clickable access towards her or myself or any of the guests we're going to bring along this week. And um, just remember that we are here together. We're all here to be to support each other. And we're all here to make sure our, our families can soar, especially through this COVID-19 pandemic, which is a time we are recording. So I'd like to ask all of my all of my guests this one question. And it's a soundbite question. So it got to be straight to the point and hit him with the nail. You were sent here for a reason. You were sent to this show at this moment to have this conversation with me to whoever's listening at this time. Whoever was self-selected, chosen, or went out there and got a friend or was invited to listen. What do you think you were sent here to let us know? What do we need to know at this time that you think that you were sent here to let us know that we get to walk away with? Soundbite, ready, set, go. Um, for me, I was my purpose today and every day is to ensure that you never lose your voice. It's important that when you speak, that you are unapologetic. Never allow anyone or anything to make you ashamed for this autism journey. You've earned it. You've deserved it. And you are the bomb in everything that you do. Oh, dang. And for those out there that are catching it, make sure that you never, ever lose your voice. No matter how different it is, no matter how it sounds, no matter what other people think out there. You know, I'm not here to make you happy and I'm certainly not here to make everyone like me. Those days are long gone. For those that do, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. But for those who don't, that's cool. We'll listen to somebody else. We'll rock and roll. Um, but you're always going to get real me. And I want to make sure us as autism families, we always still be authentic and we be ourselves and we make sure we hold on to our voices. Doc April, thank you so much for sharing a few minutes with us today. Um, uh, we're going to post all the different places where you have access to her. Make sure that you are following her. Uh, make sure if you have any questions that you are reaching out to her and that um, we continue to support each other. We want to make sure that you know that we're not alone in this process and that uh, you don't get to hide. You don't have to hide and your voices will always be heard. Now, in my closing, I want to remind you that um, no matter what you do, in all that you do, in everything that you do, continue to be amazing in your thoughts, in your words, and in your actions. Until the next time we meet again, peace. Thanks, Dr. April.